the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. Where is everybody? And by everybody, I mean everybody in the media, especially the Philadelphia media, but I'll get to them in a minute. Uh, I put a request out on Twitter uh, earlier today for people to let me know if they've seen the story of the transgender swimmer, now known as Leah Thomas, spoken about on any of the network sports shout fests. Now, I never watch those shows. They're way too annoying. But I guess the most famous one is First Take with Stephen Smith, uh, Stephen A. Smith. And the few times that I've been exposed to it, if they talk for 30 minutes, um, it's probably not going to be three minutes of anything that I have any interest in. It'll be the NBA, the Cowboys, and LeBron James. Uh, You know, that's what they talk about. And the purpose of those shows is to pick a topic and create friction and debate. It gets pretty tiresome, but Stephen A. Smith is making about $10 million a year doing it, so it's working for him. It must be working for ESPN. But as far as I know, that show has not talked about Leah, and for a show that is in existence to create debates, how does the story of a man swimming for the women's team at Penn and setting all kinds of women's records that will never be beaten, at least by a real woman, uh, not rise to the to the level of, of being debated on national TV. Now, the parents of some of the other swimmers on the Penn team have written a letter asking that Leah go back to the men's team and leave the girls alone, and a third member of the team has come out anonymously, of course, and said that it's terrible, that it's upsetting everybody, that it's pretty much of a joke, that this guy's allowed to take spots away from women, and deprive his own teammates of a chance to win a meet. So as far as I know, the people, mostly guys, of course, in the national media, have been ignoring this story like the plague. And I've been trying to find out how it's playing in Philadelphia, which is where Penn is, and haven't had any luck. I I googled Leah Thomas and the Philadelphia Inquirer, the Philadelphia Daily News, the local TV stations, and there are reports uh, in some places there, but I can't find a, a commentary or an editorial on the subject in Philadelphia anywhere. It's amazing how gutless the media are on this subject. Let's hope the parents have enough success that they can force the media into taking a side on this issue and, and, and on this insanity and, you know, get the guy kicked off the team. Anyway, when we come back, some progress has been made in Pennsylvania on school choice. A bill has been introduced that could get uh, kids out of bad schools. We'll talk to one of the sponsors And Canada is reverting to insanity over COVID again. We'll talk to our Canadian correspondent about just how insane it is. Stick around. Words and music. For the last year, the Federal Reserve has told us inflation is, in a word, transitory. But the Fed can't fight the music of inflation. It's what happens when we print trillions of dollars. Hi, my name's Adam Barada. I've built the number one precious metals firm in the country by adding massive value. And Advantage Gold wants to earn your business by doing that for you right now. My best-selling gold inflation index report retails for $500. I want to email it to all serious investors with retirement accounts for free. No salespeople, no rigmarole, no gimmicks. Simply text the word gold to 49776. I'll email you my best-selling gold inflation report right now. Text the word gold to 49776. That's gold to 49776. Let Advantage Gold add massive value, and then we'll ask for your business. Simply text the word gold to 49776. Text the word gold to 49776. If you're in the market for metal roofing, siding, and garage doors, Kaufman Metals in Bedford can meet your expectations with friendly professional service. Their equipment is right up to date with the newest technology and ready to produce your standard and customized metal panels and trims to your exact specifications for any project with the fastest turnaround in the industry. Plus, Kaufman Metals offers complete do-it-yourself building packages included with computer-generated drawings. Kaufman Metals also provides sales and service for CHI residential and commercial garage doors. 
They deliver any order, large or small, to any place with full-service rollback trucks and trailers with a Moffett forklift to set building packages conveniently close to your project. And just so you know, they offer contractors discounts as well. Visit KaufmanMetals.com or call 814-623-6044 or stop in at 6146 Lincoln Highway, Bedford, PA. Dr. Gorka here, and I want to talk to you for a minute about the 100% drug-free relief factor. We all deal with aches and pains in our day-to-day lives, and I have had my fair share, including injuries like a detached quad muscle that, I can tell you, fell into the category of really bad pain. But I've been able to manage the pain by taking relief factor. It helps your own body to attack and fight off sources of inflammation, the source of most of our aches and pains, and I've loved it for years. Now, almost 70% of the more than half a million people who have tried Relief Factor end up ordering more. That's because it works for them the way it worked for me. Isn't it time for you to get out of pain? Your first step to becoming pain-free should be to order the three-week quick starter pack for the discounted price of only $19.95. Go to relieffactor.com, call 800-4-RELIEF to find out more about this offer. Feel the difference. Have you heard? Rodents are taking over. According to various news articles, recent COVID-19 related disruptions have caused abnormal behaviour in rodents, making them become more aggressive. Don't let your home or business be invaded with a disease-carrying rodent infestation. Keep them away with Plug-in Pest Free. G'day, I'm Scott from Plug-in Pest Free. Using the active wiring in your home or business, Plug-in Pest Free goes to work keeping rodents and pests away the more humane way without using toxic poisons or other harsh pesticides. Just plug it in. It's that simple. Now that's fair dinkum. Stop the infestation and order yours today at gopestfree.com and receive a free hand sanitizer pen with every order using promo code PEN. That's gopestfree.com, promo code P-E-N. Go pestfree.com promo code pen. Don't spray and regret. Plug in and forget. The John Steigerwall Show, AM 1250, The Answer. Well, as we've said uh, many times, including yesterday, when we told you about the Los Angeles Public Schools indoctrinating four year olds uh, uh, on the uh, gender identity stuff, there's an ad for school choice in the media every day. Uh, Republicans have always talked a good game on the subject, but haven't done much. Here in Pennsylvania, State Rep. Clint Owlett is one of the sponsors of a bill that would allow, uh, could allow kids to escape bad schools, and he joins us now. Representative Owlett, thanks for being here. Hey, thanks for having me. So um, what is House Bill 2169? Yeah, it is a lifeline scholarship uh, bill. It's designed to help students who are currently enrolled in an underperforming school here in Pennsylvania. And so what, what is an underperforming school? What, what qualifies as underperforming? And who decides yeah. that it's underperforming? Yeah, yeah so it's, a, it's according to some achievement testings that we have here at the state level, and it's the bottom 15% of the, the school districts here in the Commonwealth. And, and the, the basis of this bill is this. We, we as policymakers, we're responsible for the taxpayer dollars and how they're being used and how they're being um, attributed and, and, and really spent across the Commonwealth. And we, we have lots of talks and conversations and debates on education and how do we help our students. Um, but we do have a lot of schools that are typically down in the bottom 15%. And, and how do we specifically help them? In the midst of these conversations and debates, the students are still stuck. Um, so mm-hmm. thus, what the House or, um, what the Lifeline Scholarship uh, bill will do It allows students and parents um, to really be in the driver's seat when it comes to their education and what it looks like. Um, So they can use this, uh, their state funding, their state portion of their, their, the education dollars for tuition fees, uniforms, curriculum, textbooks, and other uh, approved material. And like I said, again, putting the students and the parents or the guardians in the driver's seat of that student's education. Now, but it's, it's, uh, which students are students that are eligible determined by test scores for that school over a period of time that shows that that school's not doing the job? 
Correct. There is a map that we have, and be happy to provide it to anybody that's interested. It shows exactly where these schools are at across the Commonwealth and, um, and which schools would be eligible for this. And again, if a school then, say this comes is enacted into law, if a school all of a sudden gets their, their test scores and the, and the achievement gap is closed and they're in the, above the 15%, then that school would no longer be eligible. Well, the argument against school choice has always been that you're defunding schools that need the money. Um, mm-hmm. What happens to these schools that would lose a student because you because they become a part of this program? What what happens to the money that the school district they're leaving would have gotten because of his presence there? So the, the beauty of this in the way that we've designed it is the only portion of the funding that leaves is the state funding, the state portion. So it's around $6,700, um, which would leave this, the, the school district. The school district would retain the federal and local money. So they would actually be getting money for a student that, that no longer is participating in educational programs within their school. So I think that's that's an important piece that we've heard, and hopefully we can utilize that money to then um, bring that school back up to where it needs to be. And I think that's that's the, the one of the main goals is no, nobody wants to have schools in the bottom fifteen percent. That's not a you know jewel in the crown of our education system. It's not. So how do we help them? How do we fix them? And and at the same time, how do we help the students that are really stuck in in those schools and feel that way? Those are the folks that we've heard from, and those are the, that's what. We're we're trying to do um, of course some people might say well how about fixing the schools mm-hmm. why why are they consistently in a situation where people can't wait to get out escape I mean, those are good questions. I think it's going to be different for each school. Um, I think those are policy questions that each school needs to address. And, you know, competition is not a bad thing. We should never look at competition as a bad thing. And this puts parents and, and guardians and students really in a driver's seat that, listen, if, if my school is not, uh, you know, providing me what I need and I have another option, then, then let's do it. And I think it's important also to remember that an overwhelming majority of parents right now, uh, you know, you pull this, uh, a bill like this, or just the idea of school choice, it's, it's polling on both sides of the aisle, which we're always talking about divided issues, but this polls really well um, with Republicans and Democrats who strongly support ideas just like this that are coming forward today. Well, what's interesting about this, and I've been, uh, this has been a, <clears throat> One of my favorite topics on my show, too, um, <clears throat> is that where some of the worst schools are are in the cities, and and where those schools are, they have a high black population, and the kids are stuck in bad schools, and the polls show that black voters are very much in favor of school choice, but they still keep voting for Democrats who are opposed to it. Is that is that uh, how much of that is do you think is just bad messaging from the Republicans not doing a good enough job of letting these voters know what they would get if they would get rid of the Democrats? You know what? There's there's political plays, I'm sure, in this. Um, for me, um, I want to help kids. And I don't care if it's a kid in Philadelphia or a kid in Bradford, Tioga, Potter County, Allegheny County, Blair. You know, I want to help kids who are struggling. And uh, and, and this is a way to do it. And, and I would love to see this come up for a vote because, you know, there's a lot of people that can say one thing and then do another. This, this gives us an opportunity to actually put up a vote to actually help these kids um, who are asking for it. And it's not just, I mean, I, I mean, it's not just inner city schools or urban schools that are, that are struggling with this. When you look at the map, they're all across the Commonwealth. And it might be, it might be a black kid in Allegheny County or Philadelphia, but it might be a white kid in Tioga too. And mm-hmm. it doesn't matter. Let's help those kids. Let's, let's, let's actually do something to help them. And I have joining me on this bill is Martina White. She's from, from Philadelphia. She's a Republican from Philadelphia. This is a big issue for her. So you have, you know, I'm, I'm in Tioga County. I'm a very rural legislator. We have more cows and pigs than we have people. But, you know, this issue is very important to me. It's very important to her. So we're working together on this, and hopefully we can bring about some change that actually will help students. That's the goal. 
so a kid could take the, if I make sure I have this right, a parent could take the $6,700 that the state would pay for their kid to go to a public school, and they can take that and pay for a tuition public school? Yes, yep, they would be able to utilize that. It's similar to a 501 plan, so it's not like they just we cut them a check. Um, there would be an account. The Treasury is the one that's going to manage this. And they would submit for payments, um, and they would have receipts, and there's audits involved to make sure that, you know, the money's actually being used where it's supposed to be used. We've really tried to think through this and, and make sure that we're doing it in a responsible way to the taxpayer. Last evening on the floor of the House, I talked to one of my colleagues in Philadelphia that we've worked on some projects in the past together. Um, I asked him what he thought about it, and he said, um, I like it. He said, I think I already signed on to it. So um, hopefully this is a bipartisan bill, and and we can actually do something here on this. You know, I was able to work on a, a bipartisan bill um, with the governor's office on the broadband uh, project. Uh, just just passed and will be hopefully signed into law, and then in the coming days here we find we passed it last evening. I would love for us to be able to all pull pull up a chair to the table. Instead of backing into our corners, let's pull a chair up to the table. Let's have a conversation about this. Let's actually bring this bring this forward and see if we can bring about some change um, that will actually help students. That's the goal. And I know that the, the teachers' unions aren't going to like this. Listen, I'm not there to run the teachers' union's agenda. We're there to, to stand up for our constituents. So if they if they don't like it, I mean, I get it. I get it. I understand why they don't. Um, but we're, we're here to stand up for our constituents um, who are struggling. And, and if, if we're not going to stand up for, for students in the bottom 15% of our failing schools in Pennsylvania, then what are we, gonna, what are we, what are we doing there? And, and, and that's, that's who I'm supporting, and that's who I'm going to stand with each and every time when I talk about this bill. We're talking to uh, Representative Clint Owlett, uh, 68th District, uh, Pennsylvania. It's about uh, House Bill 2169, which would provide a lifeline scholarship for kids in failing schools in Pennsylvania. Um, West Virginia, just in the last several months, uh, they passed a law that now makes, I think it's like $4,500 available for every student that can, and it doesn't have to be a student in a uh, a failing school. It's every student get. Yeah. Five hundred dollars to wherever he or she wants to take it, um, and it doesn't have anything to do with the school feeling. It 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 and it allows kids to escape their zip code, which is the big thing with school choice. Um, is is what is this bill that you're introducing? Could that be the beginning of a universal school choice for the state of Pennsylvania? You know, I'm not sure where where it ends up, but I think you have to start the conversation somewhere. So this is an easy place to start it. Um, it's it's hard for folks to say that we shouldn't be helping the students in the bottom 15%. Um, this is a starting point in the conversation. We have bills in the works that would do exactly what you're talking about and what West Virginia has done. There are bills that, that we've debated and we have, you know, on, literally, you know, in committees right now that would do something similar to that. Um, this is a little bit different of an approach. Approach. Um, and, I, and I think it's the, a way to start that um, and hopefully not just end in a conversation. Like I said, let's pull up to the table and actually try and do something. Let's focus on, on this, this, this portion of, this, of our population that's, that's really struggling right now and see if we can at least agree on something here. Yeah, what, what is it that makes this more likely to be uh, palatable for, for Democrat Teachers Union, the idea that it's only state money and that they can continue to collect the federal money while they they may lose a kid federal money is that something that makes it more likely for them to at least show some interest in supporting it um it, it's possible um it Am I expecting, you know, anybody for the teachers unions and PSEA and some of those to to come out and support this absolutely not. Um would I would I expect them to um at least be willing to talk about what this could actually do for students in, in a meaningful way. I, I would hope that they would want to have that conversation, um, but and not and not pull away. Uh, but mm-hmm. that's that's a piece of it. I think it's a real deal. I mean, listen, if you can keep the, the local tax and and your federal money that comes, let's let that's that's real money that you can keep in the school district. That's a portion of it. It's not, it's not the full amount. Right now, it's interesting. I had a conversation with a superintendent about this bill, and 
right now what's what's really killing a lot of the rural schools and i'm sure even some of our urban schools and suburban schools as well is the amount of money that a student is taking in in going to cyber education which for what it is i mean i'm not sure where people are at but in this bill what would happen is if a student would actually go to a private school it was actually going to cost that school district less than it would be cost that school district to, for that student to go to cyber school and i know that there's a lot of folks that are in cyber school that love it and that's a great option for them there's a a lot that just that would rather have in person, but they really don't want to be in, in that specific school. Well, this would be an opportunity for another option, which I think is important. We're talking to, uh, <clears throat> excuse me, Representative Clint Owlett of the 68th District. So you, we've been talking here for about 10 or 12 minutes. I want to finish up here. Um, I'm trying to think of what somebody could have against this. I mean, how does uh what are the arguments against this what are the democrats going to what's going to be other than just they don't want to do it what could they possibly have uh against letting kids get out of one school uh, getting out of a bad school and going to a better school what what is their argument going to be <laughs> that's a really good question uh john um Hopefully, you can have one of them on to talk about what they would what they would would want to change about this, and, and that's the process that we go through. Listen, this this will go through. Well, a this isn't process. a new debate, though. No, yeah. it's not. A, I mean, this I, isn't a new debate. The, this it's not, but it's a new process. It's a new bill. It's a new idea. Yeah. Um, but it is. I think there'll be funding questions, of of course. I think there'll be. Um, People that say that this is just one step, you know, in a direction of that's that's bad for kids, and and there'll be the typical talking points that come out, and the machine will turn mm-hmm. on, and 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 it'll it'll try to hurt us and hurt this bill. But listen, you know, in those efforts that are going to be made to try to hurt this, in doing that, they are saying it is fine for a kid to stay in a failing school. That's the met. That is what they're doing by the actions that they're taking. Mm-hmm. In the, in the future, they're saying we're fine with this and we're not going to do anything about it. Nothing has been done for, for decades. I'm a fairly new legislator. I've been there for three and a half years. I've been having the conversations with, with parents and teachers. I just had a conversation with a teacher yesterday, and this really amazed me, and it really kind of you know, gives me a little more grit to keep working on this. They said that one of the things that's being discussed and changed is in the way that they do math. And the whole idea now is, you know, don't grade on whether or not the student got the right answer. Grade on whether or not they tried. And I thought, yeah. are you kidding me? Like, and and yeah. this is happening in our schools. Like, we just have to try. Like, I get it that it can be tough. And I get it that, that, that it's, an, it's a tough situation that, that folks are in. But if we cannot fundamentally agree that we have got to look at our education system and say that if, if a student is in a failing school, and our, we, we should demand a high level of education from all of our schools, and to just sit back and say, you know what, you've been in the 15% again, you're in there again, you're again, you're again, a year after year after year, and not do anything meaningful to change it, the people that are suffering from that are the students. And I got a problem with that, hey, uh, and I'm going to work at it. I'm out of time, uh, but I really appreciate what you're doing on this, and uh, we'll watch to see this thing progress and hope it becomes law. Thanks for coming on the show. Thanks for having me, John. Okay, that's uh, Representative Clint Howlett, and we'll be right back. With SRN News, I'm John Scott. At least five people have died after a powerful storm system swept across the Great Plains and Midwest. More than 20 unconfirmed tornadoes reported Wednesday, mostly in eastern Nebraska and Iowa. Hundreds of thousands without power. Prosecutors have rested their case against Kim Potter, the Minnesota police officer charged in the shooting death of black motorist Dante Wright. Prosecutors wrapped up their week-long case Thursday morning, and now Kim Potter's defense attorneys have their turn, starting with character witnesses. She has said she meant to draw her taser instead of her handgun while attempting to stop Wright from driving away during an arrest. Yesterday, jurors heard from law professor Seth Stoughton, a use-of-force expert who also testified at the Derek Chauvin trial. The use-of-force was apparently excessive and inappropriate. In cross-examination, the defense got Stoughton to agree that Wright would not have been shot if he hadn't tried to get away. I'm Jennifer King. This is SRN News.
Why invested in one of those fancy new exercise bikes? Without a doubt, a very special tool to help me get healthier. The problem is three days go by, then four, and I've done nothing. And then it's night five, and I'm sitting at the kitchen table, and I look down at myself, and I can't help but just laugh. Because there I am, wearing the exercise t-shirt that came with the bike, and I'm eating two corn dogs. I think we'd all agree, the special tool only matters if we use it to our benefit. At United Faith Mortgage, we believe we have an advantageous tool for you. Our mortgage team is an arm of a bigger company who is a direct lender, which means our company gets to use its own money and make its own decisions. There's no middleman. And often, this allows us to get you a better rate on your refinance or new home purchase, which can save you monthly and lifelong money. We are United Faith Mortgage. United Faith Mortgage is a DBA of United Mortgage Corp. 25 Middle Park Road, Melbourne, New York. Licensed mortgage banker. For all licensing information, go to Animalist Consumer Access. Dot or corporate Animalist number 1330. Equal housing lender. I license in Alaska, Hawaii, Georgia, Massachusetts, North Dakota, South Dakota, or Utah. We've arrived at a place where if you disagree with anything the left has to say about anything, it's grounds for your immediate removal from society, apparently. It's beyond absurd. But if you're a conservative in 2021, you apparently don't get a voice on Internet platforms. Fortunately, there is a place where your voice and your values can be heard. And you're listening to it. Yeah, we've been around long before Facebook. And by the looks of things, probably a good while after. AM 1250, The Answer. Qualifying for Medicaid is complicated, and the timing of your application is critical. This is Jay Hagerman of Abernathy and Hagerman. The biggest mistake? Not consulting with a qualified legal professional before you apply. There's a lot at stake, especially for those with a spouse staying at home. At Abernathy and Hagerman, we can help you navigate the Medicaid rules so you can properly protect some or all of your life savings from a long-term care crisis. Before you apply, contact Abernathy and Hagerman at a-h.law. Do your pets have the same energy they used to? Do they have problems with itching, scratching, a dull coat, or goopy ears? Then your pets need Dinovite. D-I-N-O-V-I-T-E dot com. For over 20 years, pet owners have trusted Dinovite to supplement their pet's diet. We started Dinovite and in our first box, we noticed a difference. Dinovite is an all-natural daily supplement made from whole foods that helps support your pet's immune system, digestion, skin, and coat. Within three weeks, he's not scratching and itching, and he's an all-around happier dog. Today's commercial pet foods are processed at high temperatures, which bakes out all the essential goodness. These processed foods can lack the essential vitamins, enzymes, and probiotics that contribute to overall good health. Adding a scoop of Dynavite to your pet's food bowl is the answer. If you love your pets as much as I do, you'll want to do what's best for them to live long, healthy, happy lives. I have two cats and two dogs. All four of them are on the Dynavite. You won't believe how happy your dog will be. D-I-N-O-V-I-T-E dot com. AM 1250 and FM 92.5. The answer. WPGP Pittsburgh. W223CS Pittsburgh. A division of Salem Media Group. Listen on the answer mobile app, smart speakers, tune in, iHeart, or Odyssey. Stuck in traffic? We've got the answer. An accident now moved off to the shoulder outbound Parkway East near Edgewood, Swissvale. Still a pretty solid delay from County Jail on up, but starting to improve. Now on the inbound side, heavy 2nd Avenue to the Fort Pitt Bridge. Parkway West, a little congested inbound between Green Tree and the Fort Pitt Tunnel. Outbound 28-year delay, roughly six minutes between Butler Street and the Highland Park Bridge. That's a look at traffic. I'm Jenny Robinson. AM 1250, The Answer. Weather. It'll be breezy this evening with clouds breaking, colder tonight, low 35. Some sunshine for tomorrow, then turning cloudy and cooler with a high of 47. Rain tomorrow night with a low of 37. Periods of rain Saturday. We'll see a high Saturday of 53. Colder Sunday with times of clouds and sun will reach a high of 36. With your AccuWeather forecast, I'm forecaster Drew Shannon. This is the John Stackerwalt Show on AM 1250 and FM 92.5. The answer. Hey, uh, how's this for a Christmas present? No mortgage or rent payments for an entire year. Enter the Christmas Mortgage Miracle Sweepstakes sponsored by Trinity Jewelers. One grand prize winner will have their mortgage or rent covered up to $15,000 for the coming year. It's another perk for being a member of the uh, the Answer Fan Club. Register to win or join the fan club by going to our website, and the website is theanswerpgh.com. That's uh, the answer pgh.com So, I just want to, before we get to our uh, guest here, I want to mention 
uh, Clay Travis of OutKick just tweeted that um, 21 of Washington's players are positive for COVID and 20 Browns players, including their top two quarterbacks, all positive for COVID. And all of these players were vaccinated. So, uh, what, I don't know. What does that tell you? After all this, you got 20 guys on a team. There's only 53 guys on the roster. 20 of them have the disease. Oh, boy. Anyway, uh, as insane as things have been down here in the USA during the COVID-19 hysteria, it's been much worse in Canada. We've uh, been telling you about some of the insanity here on the show. Now Omicron seems to have created a return to the hysteria up there, and it's really ridiculous. Joe Warmington is a columnist for the Toronto Sun. He joins us now. Good to have you on again, Joe. I can't believe we're still talking about this, but here we are. <laughs> yeah, I mean, it's one of these situations where I'm thinking about asking your help to get asylum. You know, get me out of there. Can you come and get me out? You know, yeah. I mean, it's horrible. Yeah. And we're in a gulag here. It's like um, like Berlin there, 19... North Korea, but, I've been comparing uh, it to. Yeah, you know, almost. But uh, tonight, the Montreal Canadiens are not going to let anybody into the uh, the Bell Center, so they're going to play in front of nobody again. So that, I don't know if that, oh, I think that's geez. the first sports team that has done that. Uh, and you know, obviously the Calgary Flames have have had it, and you know, it, it's obviously catching on like a common cold now. And the other thing, as you alluded to, the football team that you just mentioned, you know, what's on display here, John, is that the vaccines you know, are not working. And, and, you know, the more they don't work, the more they want to do a third boost. You know, mm-hmm. something that's not working, just keep doing more of that. It doesn't yep. work. And, you know, again, it, that that's all well and good. The bigger problem, though, is the fact that you can't say, hey, there's a crack in that wing. Um, can we talk about it? No, yeah. sit down, shut up. Yeah. You're whatever, you're... you're they have a word for you, and 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 you know you get on the space shuttle. That happened on the space shuttle, where there was people saying, "Hey, there's a problem with the wing," and everyone said, "Shut up." Yep. You know you don't have a high enough pay grade, and of course none of those people went to jail when the astronauts were blown up coming no. back. So, right. uh, we've got the same thing with uh, COVID, and you know we're trusting government, we're trusting big pharma. They're failing, and they won't listen. And they have the power, and they're using the power. They're silencing people. And, you know, basically shunning and shaming. And this is a big problem in free societies. And, you know, people that are getting in line to get their third dose are entitled to ask a question. Like, am I getting this thing and is it going to help me? Because it hasn't helped me so far. Well, I just read uh, 20 minutes ago that the CDC here in the United States of America is now suggesting to use uh, Pfizer and Moderna vaccines and not J&J because of some blood clot issues. Well, I got the J&J vaccine, so what am I supposed to do now? Do I I have to go through three Pfizer shots? Um, I don't know. I'll tell you what you can't do. I'm going to tell you what you can't do. You can't sue if you do get a blood clot and you get your family. True. Uh, And so you wait around and hope that you didn't get a blood clot, but... But the reality is, if you did, it's that you signed off on Too it. Bad, the government's yeah. allowed them. You know, there are some countries that won't take any of these vaccines because they can't get that around that liability issue. But yeah, they they change the rules up um, all the time, and uh, you know, I don't think that it's cool. I think that this thing that we've done with this pandemic is amongst the ugliest, you know, kind of uh, malfeasance, kind of. Uh, you know, exercises in human history. And I think that, you know, I'm not afraid to say it because it's happening in real time here. We'll look back on it. Uh, it, it doesn't mean there's not some well-meaning people and people that have uh, bought into it. You know, I've been duped a few times along the way, and I think that this time it's been a collective uh, duping. Uh, you know, as you mentioned, Omicron is a head cold. Um, little stuff up nose, Maybe a uh, a dry cough and feeling tired, a cold. That's what that's what it sounds like to me when I've heard it described. Um, so, is and you mentioned that the Montreal Canadiens are going to play in front of an empty house tonight. Um, so, and I thought maybe the insanity was only creeping back in in Ontario, 
but apparently it's so nationwide. Quebec and Ontario love to, they love to compete. The, the premiers, they, they, they go back and forth trying to see who can lock us down more. Okay. And in, in our case here, we've got Premier Doug Ford. And, you know, again, like I've known Doug Ford for a long time, and his legendary brother, Rob Ford, has passed away. Uh, but, you know, like these are, these are kind of like uh, retail politicians on the street, Main Street. They're not big pharma kind of politicians. So what happened, you know? I couldn't believe it yesterday when the premier here was talking about asking businesses to create and actually store, uh, you know, the, the Pfizer uh, uh, booster shot, they call it, which is, you know, I can count. It's the third dose. Mm-hmm. I've never heard of a booster that was the third. It's just number three. It's like I say, you get the loyalty card, and, you know, a couple months from now, they'll be talking about the fourth dose, and they're doing that in some countries. And so, you know, he... He basically scared the hell out of everybody, and then Prime Minister Trudeau is saying you can't travel now. Uh, you know, he didn't say you can't travel. It's a strong advisory. I'm sure he will. And oh, so sure. Will cabinet ministers. Yep. So it uh, it really is a dystopian nightmare. And again, I, I like everybody. I mean, you know me. I try to get along and, and yeah. be a kind of a, a, a centrist columnist. I'm not left, right, or center, but at the same time. Uh, you know, I have to say, like, you know, I care about the people, too, and I don't like what they're doing at all. I think what they should do instead is to put the fires out where they really are, mm-hmm. be honest about what the, you know, the, the latest strain is, and try to keep things open and, and let people have a Christmas, let them travel, let them see their their grandparents and, and get the cold. And maybe when they get the cold, we'll get past this uh you know, this, this uh, virus every year, I mean, I'm sorry to break it to anybody. I know your audience in Pittsburgh know all about colds. <laughs> yeah. Lord knows the cow that we do. So uh, it's not like we haven't seen that before. Well, um, it's interesting because two years ago, right about this time, it was probably in January, two years ago, right before anybody had ever heard of COVID-19, both my wife and I got uh, sick. And, I mean, I was – I. I don't think I got the worst dose of it if it was COVID, but I was um, laid up for four or five days. I didn't want to do anything. I started with a bad sore throat, had a fever, had a cough that lasted forever. Um, So I might have had it. But the point is, since then, I have not had as much as a cold. Nothing for two years. Nothing. I don't mean a little sore throat. Nothing. Now, I don't know if that's because people are running around in masks. I don't know. I'm, I don't think they work for anything, but that's. I'm just telling you, I, I haven't been sick for two years. So whatever is uh, out there with the COVID-19, the other stuff ain't getting me right now. Now, here's the question, though. Or not a question, but a, I guess it's more of a comment. You know, when this thing started two years ago, they had everybody believing that uh, getting COVID-19 was pretty much a death sentence, or at least you were going to end up in the hospital. If, if you caught this disease, you were in big trouble. And it took a while and a lot of lying by the government to figure out that it was mostly old people, mostly obese people, mostly old and obese people, and other people with underlying conditions, and that if you are under the age of 70 and not obese, you pretty much have nothing to worry about, okay? So what are they doing now up there in Canada They've got this Omicron that, are they telling people they're going to die if they get this disease? I mean, what what are they saying to people that's going to scare them well, enough nobody, to put up with this? You know, nobody's really died from it. There's been one report that I've heard of as the UK with someone that was in the hospital. On the planet, there's on one. It. One. Yeah, so so it's a ridiculous comment uh, or, you know, an edict that's it's based on, on just fear. It's just a fear-mongering thing. It's a delivery device for their third booster. That's what it is. But, uh, yeah, they're, they're trying to whip up the, you know, the, the scare tactics. And here in, um, we, I think we've got a Raptor game tonight, and they, they're saying that only half the, the yeah. Social Bank Arena can be full. Well, what the hell is that going to do? I mean, oh. you're still going to sit near somebody. Like, I don't get it. Like, so what, you're six feet away or five feet away? Or they say, well, you can't get a drink or a beer or popcorn at the game. Oh, like, I don't want to go to the game then. Like, right. you know, if I can't, I mean, what do you think I'm going there for? Going there to be entertained? I don't know anything about, you know, I'm not like you, a real sports guy. I just, you know what I mean? I go there, you know, I know the main players, and I yeah. want to have fun. And that, you know what I mean? Like, and so, so they said, well, i got to go there, and you got to sit in a mask. You can't move. You can't say hello to anybody. 
You can't cheer. You can't have some peanuts. You can't have a beer. You can't have a hog and ice cream. Yeah. Uh, you know, what else? You got to, you know, there's a million other things I'm sure I haven't thought of that you can't do. Well, what about the... the, What's the, the point? The, and it still costs you 400 bucks. So, yeah. like, what the hell's going on Yeah, here? but, but oh. the building, as far as I know, I don't know about the Raptors, but the Maple Leafs and the Canadiens are sold out, aren't they? So how wh- how do they decide which half... Well, they are sold out. The Raptors are sold out, too. I mean, they, so, you know, and we had uh, we had the president of the Raptors, uh, Masai Ujiri, uh, come down with... He had three jabs. And he, he's come down with coronavirus and, you know, super fan that <laughs> with, with three, three, you know, three vaccines, vaccinations. Yeah, he's, I mean, yeah. you know, it's, dare I say it, but I mean, if, if, if you had, you know, any other product that, that you were pushing hard and paying a lot for that didn't work, wouldn't you say, hey, it doesn't work? Yeah. <laughs> you know, oh, no. Well, this time it'll work, you know, like we need to do this because it'll work this time. Well, I, well I, I'm sorry, but it's not working. No, and I still haven't gotten my uh, second polio shot yet, my my polio booster yet, uh, or my mumps booster. I took all those measles booster. Um, I actually had the measles, and I didn't die. But I guess now you die if you get it. I don't know how that works, but um, so what will it take? Is there a point where the Canadian people? We'll lose all patience and just say no in in gigantic numbers, or is it starting at all to happen yet? Well, I'm not Kreskin, you know. I I mean, you know, Kreskin is that is that a Canadian thing or I think anything Kreskin is sort of predicting things. I don't know, but I I know Canadians, John, are not uh, you know uh, you know how to get twenty Canadians out of the pool. You just tell them to get out of the pool, they do it. So, I mean, Canadians are. They, yeah, they, they I do know. what they're told. Uh, Americans, uh, it, it seems to be state to state. You know, you see different kinds of states and uh, 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 compliance. But I don't know. I don't. I think people just keep doing what they're told here. Why? Well, and then uh, I, um, t- when I was, I was up there three weeks ago, this this weekend, and uh, our next door neighbor lives next to us at our place up there in Ontario. I saw him, and I said, "When's this going to end?" I said, this is insane up here. How long do you think this is going to go on? He said, oh. And this is a guy who gives the fire department grief when they come and tell him not to burn leaves. He's he's kind of always been a rebel and not like listening to the stupid local government edicts that they put out. And as soon as I said that to him, he said, oh, we got to get everybody vaccinated. we got to get people vaccinated. Yeah. So they're, people are brainwashed. They It's worked. They're totally brainwashed. <laughs> Well, this is the part I don't understand because a lot of people bought into this getting everybody vaccinated, fully vaccinated, meaning two, meaning two shots, and you still hear that fully vaccinated. Yeah. and and so they did that, and then of course the numbers here in Ontario today, twenty four hundred and eight new cases, which is up thirty percent from yesterday, and it's up sixty percent from the day before, and like ninety percent from the day before that of head colds. Almost here, and and so basically. You know, the the vaccines that people have have not worked for this. What a surprise when they haven't tweaked it. And I, again, like I know that it's people are well-meaning and some people aren't well-meaning. But at the end of the day, you've got to count it for what it really is. I mean, it is what it is. And the vaccines are not working. There's more people that are uh, that are vaccinated that are catching it than the unvaccinated. I guess not per capita, but... It's like three times more. So, so this business of letting people like in Toronto, where I work out of, we've actually got police officers and firefighters and paramedics that are off because they wouldn't take the job. And, you know, they're really in no different position than the people that got the jobs. All they need to do is test them all because they're all catching it. And yeah, we've got 205 police officers and civilian support staff off, uh, doesn't make any sense get them back to work i mean if if their their jobs don't work then let's get everybody all hands on deck working together just have the testing um well that, aren't they doing I, what I are they doing with the, list, so. i i sorry i i thought i think i saw a picture of people lined up at a mall waiting to be tested they're they're lined up in the hallway of the mall you know the the concourse or something and they they uh, they all have masks on and the caption said something about they're waiting for their um, test the instant result test 
before they can, I guess, go anywhere in the mall. Is that what's going on? Yeah, that's what it looked like. I mean, it was really a weird scene. I saw that, too, and I didn't really understand it. But I'll tell you one thing. I'm not standing in the line for some cast. You know, go into the store, get what you need, and get out. Uh, if you feel sick, go get tested. But, yeah, people are freaked out here. There's another lineup that I put on Twitter uh, of people that are lined up at a vaccination clinic and they're racing to get this third booster. You know, and, and I guess people are afraid to not, you know, the big problem is not being able to travel. Mm-hmm. And Prime Minister Trudeau said, don't go to Florida this year. I mean, you've already got a book. People have got a book they've missed out on last year. It's supposed to be a free life. You know, this is not a, a gulag here. I mean, you're supposed to be able to travel. There's nothing wrong with it. And they're not going to, you know, I use the analogy that, and it's happened, I have a, a young son, nine years old. And if he gets bit by a mosquito at the cottage, which does happen, you don't you go and say, well, let's kill every mosquito out there. <laughs> I mean, you can't do it. It's, yeah. It can't be done. Buy some off. Looks like that was a cold. Yeah. Uh, so um, restaurants, though, are now at 50% capacity? Um, I hadn't heard that. Um, I think that's coming. I, th- uh, I yeah. think... Is that something that's happened in the last little bit? I think so. I, I talked to a woman up there, and I, I'm pretty sure she told me that's the case. And well, it's it's definitely coming. Last time they did this this way, and then they extended the long. Look, nobody said the Montreal Canadiens be empty right. tonight, so it's happening. I mean, it's happening. We're into lockdown again, and they they can call it whatever they want, pretend that they're doing things. But yep. at the end of the day, these businesses can't operate like this, John. Like you, you, you can't have this kind of thing where we don't know, we don't know, can we sit here, can we not sit here? Vaccine passport, yes or no. Um, you know, I've seen people thrown out in the middle of having a hamburger. I've seen them throw somebody who's 85 years old out of a restaurant. I've seen 85-year-old women get tickets for going to church. I mean, this is a dark time. Wow. I, I, um, I did see a, an interview with a guy who was because of this new thing with the for the restaurants? Uh, he said he's getting killed because he's had to cancel uh, um, a lot of Christmas parties. And I know a lot of people here in Pittsburgh lost a ton of money last year. They shut everything down here at Christmas last year from like the fifteenth to the after New Year's. And um, I guess it's happening up there again. And so, well, that, that, that actually was my column in the Toronto today. That well, that's where that's where I saw it. Then Joker. okay, yeah, yeah, and he's a uh, he's a legendary. Publican here, P.G. O'Brien pub, Irish pub, Irish family, and they were close for all year because they didn't have a patio, and they're uh, in a position downtown next to a hotel, the King Edward Hotel. They rely on the Raptors games, and and they have their clientele. But you know, for them to make make it go, it's a small pub. They've got to have everything humming around Toronto, you know, and so they, it wasn't humming, so they decided to close down and be dormant and try to go through on the subsidies and stuff, which they did. They reopened it, and they got 30 Christmas parties. So some of them were bigger than others. Some of them involved the back room, and some of them was a, you know, a table of 10 yeah. or 12, whatever. All 30 were canceled in the last day or two when this latest Omicron scare you know, machine rolled into town here. Yep. And so, well, you know, this guy's going to go back. He's going to go bankrupt, and we're going to sit back. There's so many restaurants that have closed and businesses that are no longer there. And we're going to sit back and, you know, I mean, Pfizer going to help them out or, or Moderna no. or Johnson & Johnson. All, I mean, all because somebody might get a cold. Hey, I'm out of time, Joe. Uh, I like reading your column. People can find it. at Where can they find your columns? TorontoSun.com, and I'm on Twitter, Joe Warmington on Twitter. I'm also on Facebook. Okay. And you know how much I love uh, your area there. Mm-hmm. So anybody that wants to communicate with me, I'd love to hear from you. All hey, the best. Thank you very much, Joe. We'll be right back. I'm Andy. If you don't know me, it's probably because I'm not famous. But I did start a men's grooming company called Harry's. The idea for Harry's came out of a frustrating experience I had buying razor blades. Most brands were overpriced, overdesigned, and out of touch. At Harry's, our approach is simple. Here's our secret. We make sharp, durable blades and sell them at honest prices for as low as $2 each. We care about quality so much that we do some crazy things, like buy a world-class German blade factory. Obsessing over every detail means we're confident in offering a 100% quality guarantee. Millions of guys have already made the switch to Harry's, so thank you if you're one of them. And if you're not, we hope you give us a try with this special offer. 
Get a Harry starter set with a five-blade razor, weighted handle, shave gel, and a travel cover. All for just three bucks, plus free shipping. Just go to harrys.com and enter 3388 at checkout. That's harrys.com, code 3388. It's finally time to replace that old leaky roof, or how about some new siding? You can count on Windows or Us, the area's premier exterior replacement company. This is John Steigerwald. With over 50 years' experience in the home remodeling industry, Windows or Us offers repair and replacement for roofs, siding, gutters and downspouts, windows, entry doors, even decks. A leaky roof left unfixed can lead to mold and mildew. Maybe you lost siding during the recent windstorms. Don't put those repairs off. Windows R Us offers 12 months no interest financing and no processing fee through Dollar Bank. Want new factory direct replacement windows for your home or office? Choose from 100% vinyl, commercial aluminum, wood, and composite. And how'd you like to never clean your gutters again? For a limited time, get a free gutter filter with the purchase of complete siding or roof replacement. Offer valid through 123121. All with 12 months no interest, no processing fee, and backed by the best warranty. Warranty in the industry. Schedule your free estimate and inspection today at WindowsRUsPittsburgh.com. That's WindowsRUsPittsburgh.com. The John Steigerwall Show, AM 1250, The Answer. I really can't believe we're still talking about this, and I'm glad we had Joe Warmington on. And I know you don't live in Canada, and maybe you, you say, well, what do I care about Canada? But, you know, we saw what happened in Australia, and it's still happening there, um, and New Zealand. And these were countries that we thought were just like the United States. We thought I always thought Canada was. I thought Canada was exactly like the United States, maybe a little bit more socialist with their uh, quote-unquote free government health care. But these, these countries are not, especially Canada, is not like the United States. You heard Joe say, if you want to get 20 Canadians out of the pool, you just say, get out of the pool, and they all get out. They just listen. And the government knows that. And to me, it's a great lesson for everybody down here about why you shouldn't just listen. They should be a little bit afraid that they might push you a little bit too far. That's probably why it's a good idea we have that pesky Second Amendment hanging around there. This is just insane. No fans tonight in Montreal for the hockey game. It's unbelievable. Two years it'll be in a couple of weeks. I'll talk to you tomorrow. John Steigerwald Show is a production of the Answer Pittsburgh and Salem Media Group. Three-star general Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal record to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.